Wrapping up our series, uh, getting past your past, uh, we're going to be dealing with the issue of uh, personal failures. So that means next Sunday, uh, we launch a new series called uh, Mercy. It is the series for our journey to uh, Easter, and uh, hope you are already on board with getting into a small group and taking that journey with a group of uh, Christ followers. But we'll be fo- focusing, uh, really focusing in on uh, not just the marks of mercy, but what does that mean, and how do we practice that uh, in our in our daily lives? But for today, we wrap up uh, getting past your past. And remember, what we've done in the series is is acknowledge right away that we we all have a past, right? Uh, and then we've also looked at well, what do we do when uh, somebody else hurts us? And then last week we talked about well, wait a minute, what do we do uh, when we're the ones, right? When we hurt uh, somebody else. And today we finish up uh, with just acknowledging uh, another simple truth. Not only do we all have a past, uh, but the truth is that in that past, uh, we all share one common thing, and that is uh, failure, right? That, that in that past, uh, there are things in all of our past uh, that we uh, are just ashamed of, uh, things that when we... Uh, begin thinking about them, or even this morning, as I'm uh, sharing with you this morning. Even now, uh, there's no doubt things that are coming to your mind that you continue to struggle with. And when they come to your mind, uh, you know, you get that heaviness in the pit of your stomach, and, and you get that kind of uh, that blanket of shame that, that just wants to come in and, and cover over you, right? Uh, the truth is, uh, we all... Uh, share that. We all share that. It's a simple, important principle for us to just know, and that is that failure in our lives, right, failing to, to be the person God wants us to be, living contrary to God's desire, falling into temptation, living out uh, that action of sin, failure uh, is always uh, an option. It's always an option. If you look at Mark uh, 14, uh, Jesus is with his disciples. He's told them uh, that uh, what's going to happen uh, in Jerusalem. They're obviously upset. And he's told them that, hey, one of you is going to betray me. And, of course, they're all upset by that. And he says to his disciples, all of you will reject me. As the scriptures say, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. The important thing is, do you notice that word right there in his first, the first word that he says? Right? That word right there that says all, right? All of you. I mean, so often we think about those that failed Jesus, right? Who do you think about? Well, you think about Judas, right? Judas failed Jesus pretty miserably, right? Betrayed him. Or then you go to Peter and you say, well, Peter, we're going to look at him uh, too, but how he also rejected Jesus. But the truth is, when we go back into the past, the truth is all of them did. All of them failed Jesus. Because that's the truth. Failure is always an option. It is part of the common thing that we share in our past. And interestingly enough, that is good news. That is a freedom kind of thing. Because some of you may be beating yourself up for year after year after year and think yourself to be so absolutely horrible because of something in your past. And the truth is, so is everybody else. 
you are not alone in your failure. You're not alone in your failure. We all, we all share failure. We all share that brokenness. And we all have something in our past that gives us that weight and that burden. See, the problem for us in truth is that if we ignore that truth, that's when we start getting into trouble, right? When we ignore the truth that that failure is always an option, we start getting full of ourselves, that's when we really get at risk for failure. So when we get the the not-me attitude, right? Then then we get that attitude going like somehow, well, that never happened to me. No, I could never do something like that. That's just not possible that I could ever fall into that kind of temptation. When you start thinking those thoughts, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Look at Peter. Uh, uh, And this is Proverbs here. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. fall. But then there's Peter, right? Right? Jesus is telling him, look, they're all going to do this. You all share this common thing. You're all going to reject me. And what is uh, Peter's response to it? He gets full of himself. He gets haughty. He gets full of him. He says, even if all the others reject you, I will never. No way. It's not possible. It isn't even within the scope of possibility that I could fail you, Jesus. And look at Jesus' response. Peter, this very night. How soon? When he is so full of himself that, oh no, not possible. I I am so above that. I could never fail like that. That very night, he falls into failure. When we get full of ourselves, we prepare ourselves to fall into failure. Because failure is always an option. Or if somehow we think we know better, right? Somehow we we think that that we know better than than God's wisdom knows. Or or we know better than than what the truth of the scriptures say. Somehow somehow we know more information. and, And really we know how it ought to be. When we start thinking it'll never happen to me or we know better, we are opening ourselves up to just step right into failure. Again, Peter, right? Peter is uh, with Jesus, the other disciples, and he's just got done saying, you know, Lord, you are the Christ. And Jesus lays out, this is what's going to happen when we go to Jerusalem. And, and after he lays that all out, Peter takes, <laughs> takes Jesus aside and he starts talking to him and, and he says, stop talking like that, right? That's, I don't want to hear this. Stop talking like that. God would never let that happen to you, Lord. That somehow Peter has inside information that's greater than the wisdom of God. When we think somehow we're full of ourselves, it could never happen to us, that we somehow know better, have greater wisdom than God's wisdom, we are right at the doorstep of falling into failure. That's why Proverbs encourages us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't do that. When you do that, you are at the footstep and the doorstep of failure. And failure is always an option. We think somehow it'll never happen to us. We think somehow we know better. 
or we start listening to other people. We start listening to other voices. We start being convinced by other people's arguments instead of listening to the truth that God has to say. When we start listening to those other voices, we are right at the doorstep. We're stepping right there at risk for failure. Peter again, right? Jesus has been arrested. He follows him to, to, uh, to the courtyard, the temple courtyard. And notice in the text, all it takes is the voice of a servant girl to intimidate Jesus or to intimidate Peter and have him fall into temptation, right? A servant girl sees Peter warming himself by the fire and, and she challenges him and says, you, you were with Jesus from Nazareth. And please, Peter says, no, it isn't true. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you mean, right? Right away, he just steps right into failure. The voices of others. Who are you listening to? Because if you're listening to the voices of others, you are ready for failure. See, failure, failure is always an option. It's always an option. And we're not alone in it. And in all of our pasts, in all of our pasts, we have those experiences those actions and those thoughts that weigh us down and give us the burden and give us the shame and give us the guilt. The psalmist, one of us, the psalmist experienced it. The psalmist said, My body hurts all over because of your anger. Even my bones are in pain and my sins are so heavy that I am crushed. He is weighed down and crushed by his past. For some of us, that's exactly where we are this morning. Weighed down, crushed because of our failure. If that's where you are, if you just have failure in your past, which you all do, you got to listen to what I tell you next, okay? you, you got to wake up. So if you've been taking a nap so far, wake up, right? you you got to hear what God says to you in the Scripture in this next announcement. You ready? No matter how big, no matter the magnitude of your guilt and your shame, no matter how horrible and horrendous, Whatever it is in your past, whatever that failure is in your past, no matter how big it is, no matter how heavy it is, no matter how overwhelming it is, it is nothing compared to the bigness and the greatness and the power of God's love for you. There is nothing in your past. There is nothing that you could have ever, ever done that can outweigh the love that God has for you. Look at Proverbs again. It says, if you don't confess your sins, you're going to be what? You're going to be a failure, right? So, so that's what we did in this opening part, is we just faced up to that truth, right? We all got that failure in our past. If we don't face up to that, we're going to be a failure. But when we face up to that, when we understand that, then we get to understand that God is merciful if we confess our sins 
We can confess those to him and we can give them up. We can let go of them. Why? Because his love for us is greater than his hatred for our sin. His love for us is larger and greater in magnitude than the weight and size of our failure. Right? Prove it to you. First John says, If we say that we have not sinned, we're fooling ourselves. And the truth isn't in us. But look at verse 9. But, and now here's the truth. But, if we confess our sins to God, He can, how often? Always, do not miss that word. Always, He can always be trusted to forgive us and do what? Take away our sin. There is nothing in your past. There is nothing so overwhelming. There is nothing so horrendous. There is nothing more cruel than the death that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. There is nothing greater in your past than the love he staked in the ground when he hung on that cross and said, I will die for you and I will live again for you. There is nothing in your past that is going to be so huge, so large, that it can outweigh the love that God expressed to you in Jesus Christ on that hill when he shed his blood. He will always... Always, always, always love you and forgive you. Amen. That's good, isn't it? Wow. Imagine that. Imagine that weight that you might have been feeling just two minutes ago. Think in your mind of that one thing or that that multitude of things. Think in your mind of that that. That sin and that failure that was going through your head as I was talking just a few minutes ago. And you were feeling the guilt and the shame for it. You can look at that. You can name it. And you can say, that is not bigger than God's love for me. That God's forgiveness will wipe that out. I can give that up. I do not need to carry that anymore. I can nail that to the cross with Jesus and leave it in the past because he will always always forgive us he will always take it away there is nothing in your past that is bigger and larger than the magnitude of God's love for you and what Jesus accomplished for you on the cross That means that when we look at our past, our past no longer defines us. We are simply who God says we are. We we may have this stuff. We all do. We have this stuff in our past. And it may loom large. But when you receive the truth we just shared, then that past, you give that up. And that past no longer dictates who you are. You are who God says you are. Corinthians Anyone, that would be all of you and me, anyone, anybody that belongs to Christ is a new person. That's what God says you are. Anybody that belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is, what's the word? Boom, gone, forgotten. And everything, including you, including your present and including your future, everything is new. That's what God says. That's what God says. Your past, how 
whatever it was, however big and horrible and difficult it might have been, that no longer dictates and defines who you are today. You are who God says you are. And God says when you receive Christ, when you surrender your life, when you receive that forgiveness that he won for you on the cross, the past is past and you are a new person in Christ. That's who you are. You are a new person. And if you're a new person in Christ in the present, it means that your past no longer dictates your future. Right? We, we can't change our past. Our past is our past. That's what it is. Right? So whatever's in your past, it's in your past. Right? But that past no longer defines who you are. You're a new person in Christ. And if you're a new person in Christ, then that past, even though it can't be changed, it will not dictate your future. You're a new person in Christ. And as a new person in Christ now, you get to live out of that reality and you live in a new way. Your future is changed because you've been changed in the present. Are you following me? Your past is your past. You're a new person in Christ. If you're a new person in Christ, then who you become and what you are into the future is determined not by your past. It is determined by Christ. If you look at uh, Proverbs, it says, the godly, may, the godly may trip seven times, but they get to do what? Get up again, right? Or you look at Philippians, powerful word. Paul says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on. What is Paul doing? His past is not going to define him. In the present, he is a new person in Christ. And so he's going to live out of that new person identity, and his future is going to be different. Now, for for some of you, living out of that new person in the present means you need to take some steps in your life to change so that your future is governed by Christ. You need to step and start doing some work so that that past remains the past and doesn't repeat itself, that you live in a new way into the future. You've got you to gotta trust Christ with your life, and you've got to step into that new future by, by maybe it's going to celebrate recovery and, and getting some people around you that can help you day in and day out continue to be that new person that God declares you to be. Maybe it's getting into small group. By the way, of small groups in our journey to Easter. Have you heard that? I thought you had, right? Yeah. So you can step into one of those. Get some other Christians around you, right? To, to say, no, wait a minute. The past is the past. I'm going to be a new person. I am a new person. I'm going to live into a new future dictated by Christ. What does it mean? Today, when you come to the table, give up your past. And don't settle for just that. Give up your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender your life today to Jesus Christ. And be that new person. And let him lead you into a new future. Give up your life. Give up your marriage. Give up your kids. Give up your career. Right? Give up whatever it is. Give up 
your past and give up your present and give up your future and from now on live under the rule and the love of Christ in your life. And He is absolutely prepared. He is absolutely prepared to do everything He needs to do to take you into a new future. He is ready and willing and waiting to exercise His power and His authority in your life to say, yeah, indeed, you're a new person today and you're going to have a new future. And it is an incredible power. Ephesians, Paul describes it this way. I also pray that you'll understand the incredible greatness of God's power. What does he want you to get? He, he wants you to get, right, how, how incredible when, when you let Christ take over your life, when you let Christ take over your future, what he is ready and willing to do, the incredible power he is ready to unleash in your life, right? I also pray that you're going to understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. What is his power? He explains it. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor in God's right hand in the heavenly realms. What power is he ready to unleash in your present to dictate your future? The very power that brought Jesus out of a tomb and raised him to life. Can you think of anything more powerful? The very power that defeated death itself. He is ready to unleash in your life to defeat your past, to make you a new person in the present, and to lead you into an incredible new life in the future. Because we all have a past. And failure is always always an option. But there is nothing in our past, there is no failure in our past that is larger and greater than the love that God has for us. And we are who He says we are, not what our past says. We are who He says we are. And because of that, we can live into a new future with the power of Christ. And we can defeat our past and we can defeat the temptations that are come to us in our future. And we can live for Christ. Not full of ourselves. Not depending on our own wisdom. Not depending on our own might. Not depending on our own insight. But simply surrendered to the power of Christ. You all have a past. But today is a day and a moment to get past your past. To get past your past. And let Jesus Christ declare you clean, forgiven, and to lead you into a new future. Let's pray. Father, we're going to count on that today, on that truth, because we all have a past. And for some of us, uh, the weight of that past is really heavy, crushing. But Lord, we know that you showed us a love so incredible in Jesus 
And, and, and on that hill outside Jerusalem, he took on the weight and the guilt and the shame of all of our past. And there's nothing in our past that is bigger than that moment. There's nothing larger that can outweigh that moment of your love for us. And so today, Lord, we come to you and we surrender our past. We surrender ourselves. And, and, and we just want to entrust everything that we are, everything that we have to you. And we ask you, Lord, just unleash that power, that resurrection power, that new life power, that we can depend on you in all things, that we can follow your wisdom in all things, that we can just trust your word in all things. Bring, bring other Christ followers into our life. Surround us with, with people who encourage us and strengthen us and help us to endure and overcome. Lord, we commend ourselves to you, knowing failure is always an option, but knowing that your love for us will never fail. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.